Hollywood, host of CNN's Anchor Desk Newsletter. Yay, Molly's back. Hooray. We missed you Friday. I did hear that Tim Winhan was an able substitute. And I'm Tom Merritt, author of The Real Deal. And guess who else is back? Me. Veronica. Veronica our producer. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't use the word second string Friday. Oh. But it was kind of a... Oh. It was an alternative universe. It was your utility infielders. Yeah, that's right. I think that may be what I, what I went with. <laughs> I don't that's remember just embarrassing. Now. We're going to have to go back and listen. But uh, yeah. Anyway. You're hi. back. You're, re- you're tan. You're rested. You're ready. I am. And we're uh, and, uh, ready for the video iPod. <laughs> exactly. When's it coming? Well, apparently. Come on video iPod. This is pretty interesting, actually, because it's a story not just from somewhere on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not naming any names. But the Wall Street Journal is speculating that uh, video iPods could be a reality as soon as September. Right. Right. I don't know. I mean, we do now have an all-color lineup. True. Of iPods. So they are poised and ready. Well, and Tim, who filled in on Friday, has actually hacked his iPod. Mm-hmm. Actually, he hacked James Kim's iPod <laughs> to uh, to have video play on it. So it's def- certainly possible. Right. And that's like a first or second gen iPod. <laughs> I mean, yeah. if they have that capability, these new guys are like built for it's it. It's just a matter of, of Apple doing it. Right. Well, and it sound, what it sounds like, what's interesting about the Wall Street Journal's article is that it sounds like they have had discussions. Like they've met with recording companies to license music videos as something specifically to start selling on iTunes music. Yeah, is this going to be an iTunes phone type of thing? Or I don't think so because they make the... I, I think the difference is there's the carrier problem with the iTunes right. phone and that's why it keeps getting delayed. Video iPod, eh, there's probably some truth to that rumor. Yeah, I think so. And this is just a licensing issue and we've are, and Apple's already shown that they can get the big guys to sign on to the, to the iTunes music store. Now, this has made Microsoft all uppity lately. Yes. There was a... I saw this article both on MS. Oh, it's on MSNBC, but I saw it both posted on Slashdot and uh, Good Morning Silicon Valley. Yeah, but uh, it, they basically are saying, "No, we will not be left behind. We got burned with digital music. We are going to court Hollywood. We are going to be the people to make video work." And uh, it's right. it's kind of scary what they've got planned. Yeah, <laughs> as always. I feel bad saying that Microsoft has a scary plan, but the interesting thing about this is Apple has proven to. Apple has gotten big names to sign on with what can really only be described as pretty flimsy DRM. So, but here you have Microsoft saying we're not going to be left behind from video out of video. Mm-hmm. But der, der, der. they're not going to try to dictate terms, which is apparently what negotiators have said was their mistake with audio. Right, is that they tried to be bossy, <laughs> kind of like when they sent those guys in saying you're making a Halo movie. Yeah. Anyway, the so but Microsoft's plan apparently includes some some uh, DRM protection that has some people nervous. This is the AACS. Is that what it's called? Yeah, it's, uh, let's see. I have to try to decipher the um, <laughs> the okay. acronym. The Advanced Access Content System. And this is supposed to be built into the HD DVD format. Yes, and this is not Microsoft only. It's Microsoft, Intel, IBM, Warner Brothers, and Disney all doing... And Panasonic, Sonic, Toshiba, and Sony all kind of coming together to try to figure out some sort of massive content management scheme, digital rights management scheme, which is not, I mean, as much as it's easy to kind of bash the whole digital rights, I don't know, thing, it's, you can understand why they're nervous about having all this content out there. It's already like searchable by Google. It's going to be on the iTunes music store, which means it's, 
it's been on BitTorrent for months, probably. <laughs> I mean, well, the, with the MP3s, it was it was the magic crossing of broadband adoption, right. And MP3 being this really well compressed format, mm-hmm. and we're seeing a little bit of a similar thing, not exactly the same thing, but a similar thing with DivX right. and even further broadband. Uh, and BitTorrent. Yeah, so you have these efficient delivery systems already in place. So mm-hmm. you can understand why these big media companies are a little nervous about just letting the technology be wide open. Well, and something I just thought about is with MP3s, you wanted to, I mean, you could get hundreds and hundreds of them. With movies, you probably don't want hundreds and hundreds of them every day. Yeah. Because it takes a while to watch a movie. You know, yeah. a song's three minutes long. So even if it takes a little longer to download a movie... It's mm-hmm. worth your time because you're just going to spend a little wa- longer watching it. Exactly. So you might not get the scale mm-hmm. of piracy necessarily, but... Not in sheer numbers. Not but, in sheer numbers, uh, but, yeah. but you're still going to see it. But anyway, the plan, apparently, their their digital rights sort of management plan, this AACS, would... The creepy thing is that it sounds like it would be a hardware component. So the, so the devices would come from Panasonic, Toshiba, Sony, mm-hmm. whatever... And Microsoft or someone would be able to kind of reach out to that those devices over a network and disable certain features that may lead to piracy, as I understand it. Yeah, I'm reading that paragraph too now in the MSNBC story, and and there's the uh, the paragraph saying quoting some consumer advocates saying that this would give veto power over new technology to the risk-averse entertainment industry. And that, if it was true, would, would be, be a really bad idea. Right. Because we've seen that the entertainment industry is cautious. Right. I mean, some people would call it... <laughs> Draconian. <laughs> Draconianly Luddite-like. But they are definitely cautious about... Big brother. You know, it goes on and on. They're not going to throw out a bunch of innovation there. I mean, think about right. TiVo. TiVo can put a software upgrade across, uh-huh. uh, if, you, if you have it, and... You know, what if you didn't trust? What if TiVo just said, oh, you know what? We're going to just kind of get rid of this feature. Well, I'd imagine if TiVo said, hey, RIAA, feel free to put out your, or MPAA, right. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) RIAA doesn't care. One of the few things they don't care about is TiVo. Um, (laughs) Hey, MPAA. Hey, anybody. If you don't like what you see happening out there in maybe a small subset of technology users, go ahead and write specs for a software upgrade that will disable certain features for everyone mm-hmm. who's using this technology, regardless of whether they themselves are engaged in piracy. Well, and it sounds like Microsoft, and then going back to Video iPod, it sounds like Microsoft is going after the Home Entertainment Center. Yes. And the Video iPod's going after the mobile. Yeah. And I think, I hate to say it, but the Home Entertainment Center is where video is going to be more, have more impact. Yes, that's true. And where piracy, I mean, you, you, you already have now network DVD players that support DivX. So you can just hook them up to your computer, mm-hmm. stream your, your BitTorrent video right to your TV. Although, I mean, that is certainly. Apply the iTunes model to video mm-hmm. with the right pricing. It doesn't matter if you get an iPod. Right. Very you, true. You know, I mean, that's, if you suddenly have your network TV and uh-huh. you can use the iTunes music store to download video to your TV or even TiVo, a Windows Media Center PC. Oh, that's well, Netflix and TiVo. Yeah. Already in talks mm-hmm. or is going to happen or whatever. Well, Not let's sure just say it's all going to get very interesting. Yes. With the whole video thing. And, and it's going to get interesting really soon. And a lot of people are going to continue to call Microsoft evil, which is really not a change. They're not evil. They're just sometimes a little myopic. Yes. That would be my. Yeah. My well, uh, real quickly, let's 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 get in some some funner stories. Funner. <laughs> None of that was very funny, so let's move on. All right, birds. Birds. Apparently, 
mimicking ringtones. So creepy. This is from, I, I saw it posted on Boing Boing. Yeah. Boingboing.net, by the way, if you haven't gone there. It's the, one of the most Do fantastic it. blogs Go there. type things in the world. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, the study has shown that birds in urban environments are picking up ringtones. Not polyphonic yeah. ringtones. <laughs> right. <laughs> a little too complex. Thank goodness but they're not doing 50 cent ringtones. I saw the... <laughs> Oh no yeah. no no no! I saw this uh, this posting, uh, or I saw this posting, and immediately thought I I had a bird that lived outside my apartment when I lived in Austin, Texas, who did car alarms. <laughs> I swear to God, and this apparently bird you were right. Imitated car alarms. German ornithologists say jackdaws, starlings, and jays have apparently proved to be excellent mimics of ringtones. Mockingbirds. It's so sad. And it says that even practiced bird watchers have been fooled by the birds, which I find awesome because my mental picture is that they're sitting in the forest like, my God, man, turn off your phone. (laughs) (laughs) Turn off that bird. Except they were like, mein Gott, man. Right. In the black forest. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, birds. So I think we have um, a call. Ah, we take a call? That we would love to play that is old and we feel bad. Well, no, this call isn't old, is it? Oh, it is? Yeah. I thought it was a new call from Phil. Either way, our our producer uh, uh, lost a call. And I, I lost the call. Oh, so, but you found it again. But I found it ironically a week after I met him. Veronically. 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 <laughs> anyway, this is from Philip of the Veronica. Can you refresh our memories about his podcast? Mac Philly almost live. Mac Philly almost live. A member of the Tech Podcast Network. Yes, of which we are also a proud member. Yeah. Go Tech Podcast Network. Hey, Martin, Tom, this is Philip from over at Mac Philly Almost Live, another buddy from the Tech Podcast Network. I love the show, and I am absolutely in favor of a long form as well. Molly, for the user who sent in a disparaging comment, he doesn't know anything. Besides, my breaking news reporter, Bo LeBeau, loves you. As a matter of fact, I think his comment was, Ugh, dear voice, be still my heart. And to be honest, I'm, I'm not sure I've ever heard Bo be moved quite that much. So keep up the great work, and listen, if you do get the chance, give us the benefit of some of that great stuff over at CNET and give us a long-form version. So then, ladies and gentlemen, Mac Philly has left a phone call. Aww. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Thank you very much. He loves us. He loves us. Also, I think maybe that was a reference to that mean Ecuadorian guy who called me fat. Yeah, it was. (laughs) Which I still am not. So thanks for... That's awesome. Thanks for hearing me on the podcast and not thinking that I sound... We love you too, Phil. (laughs) And we love you back. Right back at you. And that is it for us today. Many of you have emailed us asking for a longer show, and today we apparently gave it to you. Yep, and this may happen more often. Uh, So let us know. Buzz at CNET.com, B-U-Z-Z at CNET.com, or the phone number is 1-800-616-CNET. Impressive. (laughs) And kind of creepy. Thank you. (laughs) Adios, folks. Bye.